eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Razor, I want to ask you, because this is something we talked about on the skate pod this week when we reacted to the trades, but, um, you know... it was kind of a shocking move, uh, the fact that they were able to really add two good players and, and fill the rest of the needs that they had. But when you think about Hathaway and Orlov, the one thing that you might think could be an issue would be the discipline. Um, in a playoff series, you don't want either of those guys to you know, take a major penalty or get suspended. And in the past, they've been, they've been players that could do that. Yes, I, I think, though, that... You're going to take that risk with these players, especially Hathaway, I think, especially Hathaway. You're going to take that risk for what you're adding everywhere else. And and that's you. You know that you need that come playoff time. And you're more than happy to kill off that penalty that a Hathaway takes for being overly aggressive. Every team wants that and will be happy to do that. So there's an understanding of that. And, and I'm sure... If it gets a little out of hand, there'll be a talk about it. But you you do, you want to let those players, those stallions run, and, and you let them go and, and rein it in if it's necessary. But until then, I, these guys have been in the league too long. If it's a first-year player or a guy who's never been in the Stanley Cup playoffs who doesn't know, that's when you can get concerned because maybe he's doing too much. Maybe it's a Nazem Kadri-type situation, and that can be detrimental. But with these guys, I think they've played enough both regular season playoffs to have – the respect of the league and the players in the league to know what that line is. Yeah, and to put it in a little perspective, Hathaway has actually only been suspended once in his career, and it was for spitting, which is obviously a very, <laughs> it's obviously a very stupid and gross thing yeah. to do. How but, about licking? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I was going to leave that one alone. <laughs> I would say any any saliva based offense. Yeah, just, that's right. just don't do it. No, um, but it wasn't for a hit from behind or a hit to the head. Uh, we have seen him throw a couple of questionable hits against the Bruins in particular. He uh, injured Jared Tenorti on one where it was kind of a late turn by Tenorti and he finished hard. Another, he hits Marchand kind of from behind in the corner as Marchand's already going down. And we, we thought Marchand was going to miss some time. Yeah, that was that, a scary one. That was that, that he, hit was he last came up season. holding his shoulder, yeah. Yeah, we thought he was going to miss a little bit of time and then amazingly he plays the next game. Um <laughs> So he's he's gone up to the line, but at least in the eyes of the league, really hasn't crossed it on hits. Uh, Orloff has also been suspended twice, but once was very early in his career. It was like 10 years ago. So I almost kind of just write that one off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I wouldn't 
I guess I would say like I'm not any more worried about them than I am AJ Greer or Greer Marshans. Yeah, McAvoy got suspended once. Like anyone who's throwing hits, there's that chance that you come up high and cross a line. But those guys seem to have a pretty solid idea of mm-hmm. where the line is. They they are in their 30s. They've been around. They've been through playoff runs. So, uh, you know, yeah, you'll. You'll live with that because you want the Bruins have seen what other teams' forechecks can do to them. They want a guy like Hathaway. Don Sweeney used the word cause anxiety on yeah. the forecheck. Like that's exactly it. You want someone that opposing defensemen have to think about. And now you have a few of them with with Hathaway, Felino, Frederick, Greer if he's in there. Uh, you know, they have that factor now that they've lacked a little bit in the past. Yeah, the the anxiety word is perfect, and that's you want the defense looking over the shoulder. You want them to know when the fourth line's out there, and I think we saw it last night just a little bit. Their ability to to cause icings that is such a valuable asset for that defenseman to go back and rush a pass, create an icing. Patrice Bergeron jumps over the boards, and now you have Bergeron against the fourth line or the third line of the other team able to run a play a set play. And create they create a lot of offense off the faceoffs last night, and and some of it was because the fourth line was able to create icings, and that's a huge valuable part. And it's because of that anxiety that defensemen and and forwards rush plays to create those icings. Now more of the guys Scott McLaughlin and Andrew Razor Raycroft. It's Sunday Skate on W E E I. Obviously, playing against Garnet, you hate to play against them, which is usually the guys you love to have on your team. You know, Orlov, we had a playoff series against those guys, and I know how good of a player he is as well. I mean, so I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm blown away that we could get a player of his magnitude on this team with what we already have. I think it, it, it shows that, you know, we're we're trying to do something special here, and you know, those you get those those players, and I think it just it gives everybody in here a little confidence of, of the group that we have, and now we've added more depth and more, uh, you know, great players to this team. It's uh, it's exciting. That was Nick Felino talking about new teammates Garnet Hathaway and Dmitry Orlov. Hathaway, not Hathaway, not not the not the '90s dance pop group made famous by Night at the Roxbury. I told I told Scott he had to explain this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a great poll. I heard I heard Razor and Jaffe talking about that uh, on Nesson last night too. Well, we did. We, we initially early on, we were trying to find things that we got to the Roxy and lots <laughs> of talk of that as well. Uh, Razor, we've kind of buried the lead because for uh, there's all this talk about the Bruins trading a goalie, and we thought it was insane. Uh-huh. And then they actually did trade a goalie. There they, we go. They, they traded Wiggy was a, right. Traded away Keith Kincaid, <laughs> highest save percentage on the team. That's it. He was. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's a big win that he got in Buffalo for this group and. Uh, his name won't go on the cup, I guess, but but certainly will be remembered as as one and all all time as a Boston Bruin. Yeah, obviously we're not going to get too much into that. It's a, it's a very minor deal to me. The, like the significance of it, though, is that in their eyes, Brandon Bussey mm-hmm. and or Kyle Kaiser had passed Kincaid on the organizational depth chart. One of them would be the next guy up if, God forbid, something did happen to Alamarco Swayman. Yeah, they feel comfortable having Bussy come up um, if necessary, or be that third goalie, and rightly so. He's been he's been great all season. I know that kid really well. I've been around him the last few summers. He's an awesome guy, big goalie, and is developing at the pro level. And the other thing it does, 
And I think it's important too, really quickly, this is really minuscule to what's going on here, but adding Shane Bowers, an AHL veteran, they have a good team down there and they want to go on a run with the young kids down there, get those guys in playoff games and playoff situations down the minors. That's very important for prospects and for guys coming up. And I think it, we hear a lot again, Oh, they don't have any guys. They have a really good team down there that can get better and can get used to playoff hockey. And as long as they're playing hockey, playing playoff hockey down there and they're playing playoff hockey here, the organization's getting much better. Plus Shane Bowers went to BU. So anytime you're getting a terrier, you win the trade. Of course, another BU (laughs) connection. I can't get enough of those guys in this organization. We'll hear about that too. All right. So let's get to potentially some, some much bigger trades. Uh, because the rest of the Eastern Conference, they see the Bruins get better. They're still trying to catch them. Uh, we've already seen Rangers get Vladimir Tarasenko. Maple Leafs got Ryan O'Reilly. Sounds like the Rangers might still get Patrick Kane. It seems like they're, they've cleared some cap space. He wants to go there. They're yeah, I think Patrick towards... Kane's moved his way there. No yeah. matter a Taylor Hall situation where he's not going anywhere else. He he has the capital in Chicago to to call a shot, and and New York is that, and and they're making making that happen by the sounds of it. There's going to be a Timo Meyer trade at some point. It certainly seems like uh, Frank Saravelli of Daily Faceoff reported this morning that Hurricanes are out on Meyer, so it seems like maybe New Jersey might be the front runner, or maybe someone else swoops in. But, you know, I feel like we overlook the Devils a lot. Like they kind of get <laughs> they kind of get left as like the sixth team out of these top six in the East. But man, if they had Timo Meyer, like they're they're right there too. So what looking around the rest of the Eastern Conference, what do we think this last week before the trade deadline on Friday is going to look like? And, and just back on that New Jersey story they're only three points behind carolina yeah i look i they, you completely overlook they're now they're now eight points clear of the rangers so they've got home ice locked up against the new york rangers in the first round and they're they're challenging carolina so they're they're far from done that's been impressive how they had that lull and were able to to come back from that and really get stronger and if they do get timo meyer who's more of a veteran player who that's who you're. That's where you're kind of questioning Jersey because they have so many young guys and their goaltending's young. But you get another an Andre Palat and then a Timo Meyer. Those are two veteran playoff type guys that that can make your team much better and give you a, a jump. So that other side, I mean, both sides. It's crazy. Toronto, Tampa, New Jersey. And the Rangers are locked in, and they're all loading up. Vasilevsky, a 45-save shutout last night again in Detroit. You, you're, as a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, you're watching that saying, that is so scary to have that guy to be going up against that guy in the first round is, is menacing. And it, it's each team's loading up. They're not, they're not shying away from it. They're, they're leaning into it, and Carolina is the big one now because you assume that they were going to find a way to get Meyer because of all the cap space that they have. If they don't get him, that talent really drops off. And now you really look at what the other teams have done and how much better they've gotten for that playoff run that that Carolina seems a little susceptible. And you have to imagine they're pounding the lines right now to find something. Yeah, it feels like the Hurricanes have to do something pretty big. And it's it's surprising that they're not going to the finish line of Meyer. It's it was kind of surprising they weren't more in on Bo Horvat. Like I felt like either one of those guys would have been a perfect fit for them, especially because last year they had some cap space. They didn't do a ton. They just had Max Domi, and it ended up not being enough. They got knocked out in the second round. You would think they'd be doing something big. Um, 
you know, the Lightning haven't made a move yet. We know they're always active. You know something's coming for them. By the way, they had been linked to, to Hathaway when it first popped up that he was available. And at the time, I was like, oh, that, like, that'd be such a Lightning trade yeah. deadline move. Like, that perfect bottom six guy. So, you know, great for the Bruins to get him instead. Um, you know, the Rangers, yeah, the, if they had Kane, yeah, all the star power in the world, I do think that team still has question marks on defense. They've, they've, they can be exposed. They got, you know, Capitals uh, generate a lot of chances against them yesterday, and Ryan Lindgren got hurt in that game, which I haven't seen an update, but that could be big if he misses any time. You talk, when you see, look at the thing of the Rangers, it's, it's power player bust. And their power play is electric, and Shesterkin's electric, but you have a lot of those grit issues, those grit questions. And and again, the beauty of it all with those teams is you're not going to see them till the third round. And that's what sets you up in that first position uh, in the Atlantic. You don't have to see any of those teams. They get to beat each other for two rounds. And how, does New, how do the Rangers get through Carolina without grit on the back end? And, and I know they did last season, but it... it it's different this year, and, and that'll be it'll be fascinating to see how that because that's the big question mark for the Rangers. Yeah, you just hope Igor Shesterkin stands on his head. Basically, that's, 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 the that's, that's the plan, and that's not happening right now. So, you, can he turn his game around here in the next few weeks? All right, but before we wrap up here, do you think the Bruins do anything else? Don Sweeney said they're not going to be overly aggressive, but do you think they they could have another move coming? I they have room to do it. They've given themselves the flexibility to do it. I, it There'll be teams calling. There'll be teams calling Don Sweeney on, hey, what do you think of this guy? And and I think you if you're if you are gonna pick something, I guess you look at another guy up front, maybe another right shot winger, um, like Hathaway. And and can you improve? There there might be a guy, you know, the Barbashev of the world, the Bukestead of the world, those guys are still out there. If no one really makes a huge pitch or a huge run and you can get them for second or third round pick in the next few few years then then you make that run so it's not necessary now but i wouldn't be shocked if they found a way to get just a little bit more depth at this point yeah i agree and it's you know it's a nice situation to be in where hey if the right deal is out there you can do it they actually freed up some cap space with this pass move now you know some of it goes back when you activate no sec off long-term ir but they haven't put themselves in like any more cap jail or anything by making the move they made this week. So no, and if if they can if they don't use it, they can use it towards bonuses, which yeah. will help the organization down the line. So it's not like lost money, even if they don't use it. So they're again, it's very flexible. They're they're in a great spot. All right, that's going to do it for this week of Sunday Skate. Fitzy and Hart coming up next. Lot to cover on the Boston sports and even beyond the Bruins. The great great Celtics win. You had a. A Red Sox walk-off pitch clock violation. That was exciting. <laughs> and, uh, I we'll love be, the pitch clock. Yeah, love we'll be it. back next week at 10 a.m.